This is the 116, a podcast about living higher, wider, closer, and deeper. 116 is a presentation of the First United Methodist Church in downtown Peoria. Don't forget to like and share us on social media. We're available on all podcast platforms. Please subscribe or follow us and be sure to leave a review. Go to peoria1.com for more information about us and to leave a message. Well, we're glad to be with you uh, today. We've got several people in our podcast room down in the catacombs of the church, as we (laughs) call it, uh, down here where we can try to get uh, quietness from all of the traffic and noise from everything that's happening elsewhere in our uh, church today. But we're here uh, with Julie Bell. uh, Julie Rolfs also. She's our missions chair. And then Clinton Ziento. Uh, is with us as well. He's from Liberia, Africa, uh, near um, uh, Ganta, and uh, he's at the School of Nursing, which is a part of the United Methodist um, University in 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 Monrovia. But he's in Ganta, and he's a satellite location there. And so we're just very thankful to uh, have you with us uh, today. Say hello, uh, Clinton. Hello to everyone. I thank God to be here. So excited. Well, it's good. It's good having you here with us as well. So, Clint, I know um, you work for the School of Nursing. Tell us a little bit about what that job entails and and what you're re- responsible for. So, the School of Nursing is located in Ganta, northeastern Liberia. It's in a county called Nimba, and in Nimba we have the Ganta United Methodist Mission that hosts the School of Nursing. The United Methodist University is the only university of the United Methodist Church in Liberia. It has got seven colleges, and in the colleges we have the College of Health Sciences, which are served as the dean. And as dean, we have two campuses that are supervised. We have our Morovia campus that our students start do their college required courses, and after a year, they have to transfer to the Ganta campus where they take the basic nursing courses. They stay there for three years, six semesters, and they have to graduate with full bachelor degree. On our Morovia campus, we have our post-basic nursing and midwifery program. Those programs are for nurses and midwives, career nurses and midwives, who have completed their basic nursing programs and they want some upgrading in terms of credential. So they are registered or professional nurses, as you may call them, and midwives. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you um, for that. How far apart are you? said there's two campuses that you're responsible for. Are they, are they fairly close together? Or are they, how far apart are they? Ganta is... Some 250 kilometers, you put in it into miles, we are talking about between 165 and 170 miles apart. Mm-hmm. And I have to supervise the two campuses. Wow. Wow. That, I didn't realize you were having to travel that much. Uh, and, and God bless you. Because I've been on those roads in Liberia, and some of them are wonderful. Uh, the highway that we were on between... And Rovi and Ganta is not too bad, but there are other ones that, for those of you in the United States, they remind me of a logging road or a mining road uh, after a heavy rain. That's, mm-hmm. you know, and they've been washed out, and 
Uh, I, when we were there, I thought I'd really, really like to be on a motorcycle riding over some of those, those because um, we were in a four-wheel uh, vehicle, and holy cow, I didn't know they could go at such an angle. Uh, and, and it was, but anyways, Lord bless it and keep you as you travel back and forth because uh, there in Liberia, um, the thing that surprised me is the number of people walking on the side of the road. Um, and literally within a, you know, a yard, three feet, a couple of meters between the person and cars going 70, 75 miles an hour down the road. So that's a little surprising. And I know when others have come here from Liberia, that's one of the things they're surprised at when they come from landing in Chicago. They're like, where are all the people? Because there's nobody on the roads, you know, walking. And uh, But in, in Liberia, that's that's very uh, different. Um Julie, I think you had some questions that you wanted to ask uh, today as well. Yeah. On a l- more personal note, Clinton, tell us about your family. Okay. I'm married with five children. My wife is a nurse. She's a nurse educator. She has a master's in nursing education. She works in neighboring San Nicole. That is some 28 25, 28 kilometers away from where we stay in Ganta. I met her when we were both nursing students at the Winifred J. Halley School of Nursing where I served today as dean. Our first son is 26 years. He's not going to school currently. He's in our home. Our second son, Nyan, blessedly Nyan have just graduated from high school Currently, is a freshman student in a college. Our third daughter, Tali, is in 11th grade. And we, have, we are blessed to have twins. We have Ato and Nessa. More to that, we, are also, we have two of our nephew and niece, two of my nephew and niece who live with us, and my mother. All, all of us live in Ganta. You have a full household. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And we bless God for that, that yeah. we are able to have all of them with us, and they are doing fine. Good. Wow. I, you know, it's just my wife and I, and then my daughter moved back in for a little while. She's, long story short, she's pregnant and needed to be closer to the hospital. And I thought we had a full house. But, wow. You have nothing. I have, no, I have nothing. <laughs> I, will, I will go home and weep. I have nothing. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> So in Liberia, you may even have bigger family than mine that will be living in one house. So can you wow. share a yeah. story with us of wow. a student from the School of Nursing who's received a scholarship? Peoria First supports um, the School of Nursing with scholarships. Can you share a story with one of those recipients? I thank you for asking me that question. And I feel sitting here... I must be grateful to First United Methodist Church, Peora. I could give you tons of stories, success stories from the benefits of the scholarship that you are offering. But for the sake of being here now, and I think we are in time, I'd like to share a story that touched myself so much since we started administering a scholarship that you send a phone for. I have a story that I'd like for you to hear and other people hear. There is this girl named Fifi D. Samson. Fifi had traveled from southeastern Liberia to Morovia 
from Morovia after completing her one year of college required courses there, she has to transfer to Ganta. Hopelessly, she entered Ganta. She could barely afford even a semester tuition. Least to talk about food because there in Liberia, you have to prioritize what you have. So Fifi parents, a single mother could afford a semester tuition just to keep her in school. We are talking about a brilliant girl with good features that will have been damaged if you are not just being there to help. Fifi has completed her first semester courses at Ganta, and she was at the verge of turning into college dropout. We hear her story, and we have to call her. When we call Fifi, Fifi Kim, we have to learn from her that she had lost her father, I think, during the war. And she only had a mother who could not even feed herself in southeastern Liberia. Her story was so touching, and we have to open the recruitment process to her. She applied. With her story, it was just enough to afford her this opportunity. Fifi, during the time of her study, five semesters on the scholarship, she performed so well, both clinically and academically. At the time of Fifi's graduation, she was opportune to be in class with the current vice president of Liberia daughter, and the vice president sister is also working as deputy minister of health. What was a great day for Fifi. During the graduation, we call that the open honor, which is before the university graduation, we have introduced her. And during the award ceremony, we call Fifi out. She received all three awards that any nurse could get from that school because during wow. our graduation, wow. we get three awards to the people who are graduating. Fifi was able to get all three awards. That's amazing. Wow. During the remarks period, the deputy minister and the vice president, during that time, I can recall, Liberia was building the first dialysis center in Morovia. And the deputy ministers have earmarked Fifi because of her performance that once that place was going, was completed, she was going to be employed. Mm. Today, as we speak, Fifi serves as one of the nurses into that state-of-the-art facility in the Liberian contest. And today, she's doing so well. Wow. Today, mm. where we have been Fifi mm. in the absence of free church help, mm -hmm. she might have dropped from school. So, like I told you, we have, I can sit here between now and down to just explain, to give you a lot of success story. So, we are so grateful for Fred Church for allowing Fifi to get education. She has got education as we are speaking. She's able to help her mother, her single mother, buy home. She's supporting herself and even other family members as we speak. I think in my intro, you have to realize that we have like I have nephews and nieces who live right. with me. So we share even our income with our family members. It's not the issue of the nuclear family. 
Clinton, you shared with me a few days ago the impact that a scholarship can have, not just on the student, but on the entire family and maybe even multiple generations of that family. Can you talk to that point a little bit? That just the, the, the fact, and like I told you, before I even reached to your scholarship, I share with other people, I think one of the home meetings I went to, I was telling them that, oh, I think it was you, Julie. Personally, when I was in nursing school, my father died when I was just in the senior class. I needed scholarship to, to complete. And I have completed today. Today in our family, the entire family is looking up to me. So we say, in addition to just giving somebody education in Liberia, you are taking a generation out of poverty in our country, Liberia. You are helping to reduce the high maternal mortality in Liberia. You are contributing to quality healthcare delivery in Liberia. Maybe you may ask me later on or so, but educating a nurse in Liberia is so much of value of importance because nurses make more than half of the nurses and midwives in Liberia, they are the at the level of male healthcare provider, they are more than 50% of the workforce. So just educating one nurse, as you are doing, one or two nurses, it means you are reducing poverty, you are giving, you are contributing to quality healthcare in Liberia, you are even taking a generation wow. of people out of poverty. Uh, Julie, how many students do we support every year? Scholarships. We, curr we currently have nine uh, between 9 and 11 students on scholarship every semester. And in the 10 years since we started this program, uh, we're currently supporting our 89th student. Wow. Um, and what can you tell us in dollars? Yes. I mean, per student, what, uh, what that scholarship is? So the scholarship varies depending on where the student is in their education when we award it. And Clinton and his team, they vet the students and they – they suggest their names right. to us. I tell him how much money we have to work with. Um, every student gets anywhere from $500 for one semester up to $2,500 for five semesters, just depending on when we pick them up in the program. And, and to date, since 2012, um, this scholarship has handed out $75,000 of nursing wow. scholarships wow. That's great. to 89 students. So that's I mean, they haven't all graduated yet, but you think right. about that's 89 healthcare professionals um, in well over half of the counties of Liberia is where our nurses are. I say our nurses, right, the right. Peoria <laughs> Scholar nurses are serving in well over half of the counties in Liberia. And not just providing an education and future employment, but adding life to the, I mean, lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, and pulling whole families, families out of poverty. Right. Yeah. 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 So, Clint, how many students do you actually have on, on campus? We have grown from a little population to today a huge population of over 500 nursing students just at Ganta. Mm. Before you, 2012, like you're speaking, we had like, when that time I was the associate dean of the school. We have between anywhere 50 to 85 students. But like I'm saying today, after we 
Through your support, we were able to upgrade our facility. Today, we have a little over 500 nursing mm. students. Sure, yeah. So, you know, just um, to remind people, our own folks here often hear about Liberia, and they know that we've helped provide buildings that are there. Uh, there is a cafeteria actually named after, you know, um, our church. I'm hopeful to actually eat in that cafeteria someday. The cafeteria is not exactly what you would think of a cafeteria here on a college campus. No. But it's more, it's more like, um, uh, you know, I would call it a shelter where you've got picnic tables and a place. Is there a place to cook in there? Uh, yes, a, yes. A place where you yes. can cook, and usually with charcoal. Yes, um, yes, Because yes. in Liberia, it's, it's difficult to get gas, uh, you know, propane. It's difficult to rely on electricity. It might go off for a couple of hours or four hours. So if you're cooking a turkey or a chicken or whatever, <laughs> and the power goes off, you know, might be a while. Might be a while because it comes back on. I'm not sure I'd eat that chicken <laughs> after it'd been tried to cook three or four times that day. So they often cook with charcoal, and there's a lot of people who they they make money by making their own charcoal and then selling it. We saw lots of places that you're driving down the road, just right on the side of the road, they're selling charcoal, and that's how they they cook there. And I'm telling you, it's really good food. Uh, we it we is. never went hungry in <laughs> in Liberia, and always rice at the meals. So, anyways. There's the, there is the um, cafeteria that's named after us. We've provided mannequins for nurses to practice on. We've provided computers. Um, I, I saw a copy machine there that had, uh, you know, Peoria yes. First on yes. it uh, that, that we've provided. And I think I saw a fire extinguisher that had our name on it uh, <laughs> as well. I'm just saying, Clinton, we, we have fallen in love with, uh, with what you're doing there and with you and with the nursing students who are there. They're such gracious people. And it's such a joy, as you said, to help really lift people up and out of poverty. And I think that's an important thing that, that we're doing there. Uh, Julie Roth, did you have any other question that you wanted to ask? Well, Clinton has told me the story about Takpur. And I think that, I think that you would enjoy hearing about, about his story. Yes. Takpur Dao is one of our students who is now... A senior student, he had gone out sometime this year for, I think that was in June, for his rural affiliation. And Takpo is one of the beneficiaries of the Pura Scholarship. He has come to the school. I just, I think Takpo was riding motorcycle. That is the easier mode of transportation for people in Liberia. He could be an NAU, but when Takpo entered the school, he received this scholarship. And Takpo's life has transformed so much just from being maybe a motorcyclist at the same time a student of nursing. When Takpo had gone for affiliation in June, at the end of the affiliation, they return and we have to get some feedback from there from the field. In his report to us, Takpo has told the group that Mr. Zianto, as they call me, we did not only go to learn skills, nursing skills or health skills, as you may call it, but we also went and carried Christ to our patients there. While serving there and learning, we were in a Sunday school teaching our Sunday school gathering. That touched me so much that day that you are doing in your like in your American context, you may think that you are not doing much, but what are you doing for people? 
you are not only taking people out of poverty, you are not only improving people's quality of life, but you are also giving them Christ. You are also evangelizing to them. That is so much touching, wow. and you have to hear it. So we are so grateful. And Clinton, help us understand the rural affiliation. That would be like our nurses when they have their clinical assignments, right, or their internships. And, but they're going into an area quite far from Ganta, and they stay and live in that community for how long? For six weeks, they are there. So they leave Ganta campus, and they don't return until six weeks. So they have to live in the community with the community dwellers. They have found place to stay. They are there learning the nursing skills at the end of their four years of study. Before we graduate, then we introduce them into the community because they will end up being a community as nurses. And mm -hmm. so, so now we send them there. They are there for six weeks with the people learning, improving their skills. And during that time is how Takpo has said, well, we cannot just come and learn and go back. We also need to share the gospel we have with our people. So when they're out in those other communities, are they in what I would think of as a medical facility? Or what are they in when they're out in those rural, as we call it, communities? It may not always be the same. Some people have got good place to stay in our librarian uh, setting or context. But some of them will have to even just stay to wherever is available. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had a student, a story from a student that was not good for us as institution, but we have to just learn from it. Those six weeks, those students were there. They have to stay in an area that they screen their patients. When the patients are going home, they convert that place into, I don't know, we'll have to call it mobile uh, homes. In a day, it becomes clinic. At night, it becomes dwelling area for them. That's wow. the kind of mm -hmm. situation some of them have to face when they are in the field. So if that is the case, tell me, I mean, in terms of even getting food to eat, it's a difficult thing. They fetch water from sometimes stream, right. not even a hand dog well. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. When your students graduate, how many births do you think they have typically been a part of by the time they graduate? The librarian both for nursing and midwifery sets it at 20 births per students, but our students have been so opportune. One of the skills that they have shared with us that they have gained significantly is the birthing process. Some of them just in the six-week period, they give birth to up to 30 women, wow. kids, yes. That is just huge. Some people will even, I mean, on a daily basis, they are calling you that sometimes, because some of the clinics have got maternal waiting home. The Liberian government is encouraging because of the high maternal mortality in our country that every woman should give birth into a health facility. Because mm -hmm. of that, and depending on the location of the facility, many days they are sleep that they have sleepless nights because they have to do lot of many deliveries. Wow. So we're about to run out of time because we try to keep these about 30 minutes or so. Um, but I do have a couple of questions. Um, one, how did you get to be uh, the dean at the school there? 
And two, what keeps you coming back? Because I know this last year and through COVID, um, it was just such a hard time uh, financially on the school, getting enough food there, as well as being able to pay you and uh, other staff members their, their salaries. So how did you get there? And then, and then given the fact that sometimes um, you might not get paid for a month or two or maybe 10 months, as kind of happened this last year, what keeps you coming back? Thank you. Before I start, I was, I graduated from the school, as I said today, and quickly I started teaching. I worked first at the hospital from there. There was need for staff development, and I was recommended when I came from school. I started as associate dean. There was a time, I think that happened right before Julie I visited Liberia in 2016 when we needed accreditation. Mm-hmm. Part of the mm-hmm. process, they needed the board of directors of the university sent the board members at Ganta to assess the need and also even appreciate what we were doing there. I can recall one evening sitting and the former president of the university calling me that Clinton, the board members who went to Ganta when they returned, they recommended that the level of work you are doing there, there was need to move the dean to Ganta instead of the dean being in Morovia. It was a decision that the university had to make, and they said because of the level of work, the passion, and all that you're having, I, I did not know about it, that the promotion was coming, so I cannot just explain a lot about <laughs> it. One day I was sitting and they said, Beginning today onward, you are the dean. You have been promoted from associate dean to dean of the college. Wow. Our society, Liberia, like you said, the economy has been harsh. Currently, I would say it's even more than before. So we have had series of financial crises at the university that the university had not been in a position to even pay salaries on time. That went for like six, seven months. All of our staff, including myself, were not being paid. It was a difficult period wow. for us. And you would not just understand it. Not any other thing that is keeping our staff there. I think they are so passionate about the work they do. Because to work in an area where you are not being paid for six months, right. you have to wake up, bathe every morning, and still go and give instruction to the student, still have the courage to go to classes and teach the students, have the courage to go on the hospital walls and follow the students mm-hmm. on the floor. That is just too much. Sometimes we say, jokingly, everybody will say, hey, guys, what are we doing here up to now mm. when we are not being paid? And people will say, we have to be here by this time because otherwise we're going to have a major void in the training of healthcare professionals in Liberia. So my staff are so passionate about the work they do. Some of them have been there like myself for more than 10 years, Mm -hmm. and they keep going on. They keep going on. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, here in in America, uh, you know, you you don't get one paycheck or it's a late a couple of days and they're really complaining in the office, you know, where's my money and mm-hmm. I'm not coming back tomorrow unless I get paid, you know. 
But when you love your work and when you especially love the people that you're working with and working for, which would be the students, um, it, it's a motivation to keep, keep doing what you're doing because it's not just about a salary. You know, it's about the people and about loving them. And so just thank you very much for that. One, one final thing um, as we're leaving, I know some of members of our church know, but I think it was last year that one of the former students' um, sister ended up needing her to kind of adopt her, her child, a, a baby. And so when that happened, then um, she got the opportunity to name that child. You know the story I'm talking about? And she named that child Peoria. Charles Etta. Charles Etta uh, named her, her adopted child Peoria. Oh. So somewhere in, in Liberia is a little child running around, has no, right now has no idea why, why she's, she's named, named Peoria. Peoria. Okay. But one day they're going to tell her, and it was because of some Christians in Peoria, Illinois, who thought enough about you and your school and the nurses there that we made an impact on her life. And so she named, named her, her child Peoria. I don't know what if it had been a boy. I'm not sure what she would have called. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm just, but that story warms my heart because it, it, it means that we are, in fact, making an impact. And, and I'm so thankful. And not because I'm proud in an in inappropriate way. I'm proud that this congregation has stepped up over the years to really, uh, you know, make an impact. $75,000. Here in America, that might get you through college now. Mm-hmm. You know, one student for the whole ride. And we've, we've impacted how many again, students, Julie? 89. 89 students. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to know, Clinton, it's our honor to do that. Yes. Uh, we're so grateful to be able to do that. And I don't, I don't say that with pride or arrogance. I say that it's, I, I'm just glad to do that. And I'm excited that we're doing that in a, in a place where even when you're not getting your salary every week, you love those kids and you're pouring into them. I'm glad we're able to help pour in, into that process as well. So I want to thank you. Unfortunately, we're out of time today. Before we leave, though, Julie, I am going to ask if you wouldn't mind praying uh, for Clinton and the ministry there. And so we're just going to pause for a moment, and we're going to uh, spend a few moments in prayer. Let's go to the Lord. Father God, we are abundantly grateful for Clinton and for the Ganta School of Nursing for United Methodist University, and for the opportunity we have as Peoria First to be involved with the lives of nurses in Liberia. We thank you, Lord, for the stories that Clinton can share with us that helps us to understand the impact of our giving. We thank you for um, the faithful giving of so many in our congregation over the last 11 years to support all of these students. We thank you, Lord, for the understanding that we now have that educating a nurse makes such an impact not only on that individual, but on the entire family and on removing the poverty that family might experience. Um, Father, we ask you to put your hand of blessing over Clinton, over his instructors, over his groundskeepers and security guards, and over every student at that school including the Peoria Scholars. And we pray, Lord, that you would continue to give them the motivation to 
answer this calling that you've put upon their lives to become nurses, to become healthcare professionals in a country that needs them so desperately. And we thank you for the opportunity that you've given us to be a part of all of that. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, this has been a presentation of the 116. It's a presentation of the First United Methodist Church in downtown Peoria. Again, we want to invite you to like and share us on social media. We're available again on all podcast platforms. Please subscribe or follow us and be sure to leave a review. Go to PeoriaOne.com for more information about who we are and the ministries that we're impacting, not here in Peoria, but also around the world. And also you can leave us a message there. It has been a joy to be uh, with uh, Clinton today, and it has also been a humbling experience to be with such a godly man uh, in a team who is making an important impact on people in Liberia.